Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier and he asked me, why does this have to be such a struggle? I want money. I want uh, financial freedom and relationships, love, but mostly money right now. <laughs> but why does it have to be such a struggle? And I explained to him from my own point of view, from my experience, that when I am aware of the struggle, that I see this as a struggle, that it's an effort that I have to put forth, it's because I'm doubting who I am. I doubt that my awareness of being is God. I don't trust imagination. I don't truly trust that God, the God within me, is actually me. Because if I did truly, absolutely trust imagination, then, then it would not be a struggle. I would see clearly that I just have to assume the feeling of my wish fulfilled and trust that it's going to come about. Trust completely, denying that anything, any circumstance outside of me has anything uh, indicates that I'm not the man I choose to be. Let's say, for example, I've imagined I'm financially free, and yet the bank statement shows that I'm low on income. Now I can choose to accept that, meaning that I am broke, that I'm not successful, I'm not financially free, I'm not secure. And I can choose to use these things, these images that I call my past as a template for this present circumstance. In the past, when income was low, when the bank account balance was low, then I reacted a certain way and things played out in an awful way. I was low on money, had to struggle for several days or a week or two, and it was embarrassing and stressful. I can use that template that's played out over and over in my past again right now. I can plop it right down onto this uh, circumstance, use this template again, and let it play out exactly as it always has. Or knowing who I am and knowing that my imagination creates my reality, I can deny what my senses tell me, what the bank account says, and trust imagination. It doesn't have to always be like it always has been. That's a choice. And it's up to you and it's up to me to choose whether to hold on to and use that template from the past again or rip that template up, deny what my senses tell me, and trust that everything is working out perfectly. Get in that feeling again that it's already worked out. My freedom and security is already true. Not it's coming. No, it's already true. It brings me to my first quote. This is from chapter 18 of Your Faith is Your Fortune. In this chapter, Neville is talking about the 12 disciples. And he says that each disciple represents a quality of mind, of your mind. And I'm not going to get into the whole explanation of all the different disciples. It's a beautiful chapter. I love how he takes this apart and shows that each one of these is a representation of quality within each one of us. If you want a breakdown of all of them, check out Mr. 2020. 
he's been doing uh, an, a video on his Feel It Real Fun videos on YouTube and Facebook and his website, freenevel.com, where he each day he takes one of the disciples that Neville talks about, and he explains what uh, his take on what Neville means by this. So check him out for all the disciples. I'm just going to focus on this one quote about the disciplined quality uh, or the disciple called Thomas. So here's the quote. This disciplined quality doubts or denies every rumor and suggestion that are not in harmony with that which Simon Peter has commanded to let enter. The man who is conscious of being healthy will, in spite of the conditions of the world, continue to express health. Now, I can replace healthy with any word, any desire. The man who is conscious of being wealthy will, in spite of the conditions of the world, continue to express wealth. The man who is conscious of being loving will, in spite of the conditions of the world, continue to express love. It doesn't matter what your senses tell you in the present circumstance. If you are conscious of being your desire fulfilled, it must be expressed in the physical world. Going on with the quote, Neville says, this disciplined quality, Thomas, could hear through the press, radio, wise men of the world, that a plague was sweeping the earth, and yet he would remain <clears throat> unmoved and unimpressed. I'll reread that. He could hear through the press, radio, and wise men of the world that a plague was sweeping the earth, and yet he would remain unmoved and unimpressed. He could hear through, the, through Facebook and Instagram that the economy was crashing, but he would remain unmoved and unimpressed. You know, we always... I was raised to think of Thomas as, you know, doubting Thomas. He doubts that Jesus is the Savior, that I am is the Savior. And the undisciplined mind, the undisciplined aspect called Thomas within us, we do doubt initially. We doubt that we actually are the operant power. We doubt that we have control over our life. We doubt our true power, our true self. But when this quality of mind becomes disciplined, that doubt becomes a wonderful thing to have. We doubt these things that our senses tell us. We doubt what Facebook tells us. We doubt what our friends or our parents tell us. We doubt anything that's contrary to our wish fulfilled. Anything that seems to be contrary to our state of consciousness, our preferred state, we doubt it. We don't accept it. It doesn't matter what the bank account says. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm not financially free. Yeah, I see the number. I don't accept it. I don't accept that it means I'm broke or that I'm poor or that I'm a failure. I'm going to continue being conscious of being wealthy until it expresses perfectly in my life. And then after it expresses, I will continue being conscious of being wealthy. Anytime I take my attention away from it, if I slip back into an unlovely state of lack or poverty, that wealth I had will disappear because what we take our attention from dries up. Lack is imaginary. 
lack doesn't truly exist. The only thing that is truly real is consciousness, the only reality. Everything else is a result of it, a result of our imagining. So lack is an illusion, but so is wealth. Poverty is just as uh, illusory as abundance, illness and health. But that's cool, knowing that abundance is just as much an illusion as lack, then I can move from the state of lack and enjoy this state of abundance. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to fight it or convince anybody or pester anybody to get what I want. I take that desire from God because I am God. And I accept the reality of it right now. Any doubt or fear you have, that's just coming from this concept that you're separate and that life is a struggle. We hold on to fear and struggle and we let it, you know, we feel it in our bodies. We make it a solid, concrete thing. But it isn't. My friend in our conversation asked me, so what's the steps? He said, I know you don't like steps. You don't like formulas. <laughs> He's right. I'm not big on you know strict regimens and uh, I'll never give you a, a list of things. Here's how you do it. This is the way to do it and the only way to do it. If anybody, by the way, tells you that, you know, take it if you want it. I would turn from them. I'm not one for following someone else's rules on what to do. Neville was pretty open. He was very open-minded in his lectures. He would tell people constantly, let me know what works for you. What are you doing? Tell me what, what are you doing in imagination? What are you doing to experience your wishes fulfilled? And he would share those things that people were doing. And sometimes he would say, I've never tried this, but try it that worked for them, you try it and see if it works for you. You do what best fits your temperament. He never said it had to be this way. The one thing that he was pretty strict on was this concept of anything, any power being outside of us. He was adamant about that. Selling all you have, a belief in an outside God. Get rid of this tyranny of secondary cause and trust imagination, buy the pearl of great price, sell everything you have and buy the pearl. And the pearl is the kingdom and the kingdom is within you, not within your body, it is you. You just don't remember that. So Neville was pretty strict about that, getting you to understand that imagination creates reality that your awareness of being, this sense of I am, is God. And by changing your concept of self, you can change your world. So back to that, if anybody gives you a strict regimen, I wouldn't bother, bother with it unless you want to, unless it happens to actually fit with what you like and what's comfortable for you. But you know what, what fits for you whether it's an imaginal scene or just assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled or just knowing who you are, make a decision. 
I personally like that one. <laughs> I just make the decision on what it's going to be. No, it's going to be this way. And I stick to my decision. I'm not perfect. I waver sometimes. I'm double-minded sometimes. But sticking to my decision, I've moved into this new state of mind from not having that desire or having just a desire, this wanting, to deciding, no, I have it. It's done. And then now I see my world from this new point of view, from having that thing I wanted. And my reactions are different. How I treat people is different. But my friend asked me, back to the story, my friend asked me, uh, what, you know, what's the formula? Is it, you know, any name to different things? Pretty much, you know, and I wanted to tell him, well, you listen to my podcasts. It's, it's in every podcast just about. I'm pretty clear on them, on what to do. That is not a strict regimen. It's not a strict routine. You can make it that way, but I don't want to do that. Trust imagination. That's, for me, if doubting who I really am, I, I get frustrated because then I waver back and forth constantly. But if I know who I really am, I mean, really know, I don't just believe it. Like, yeah, I believe that what Neville says is true. No, I know from experience that I am this God referred to in the Bible. That I am one with consciousness, with this I amness that is everything. Knowing that, then I know that if I just assume the feeling, I take on the new identity of now being Mike with this thing I desired. My mood changes. I have a different mood. My reactions change automatically. But by just trusting imagination, trusting in self, and deciding a thing is so, and sticking to that decision, sustaining that feeling, that's all it takes. You don't need a big routine. You don't need another program, another seminar to go to. You don't need to juice up your pineal gland. Any, any activity in your brain that shows up is a result of consciousness. The body never leads, so the pineal gland will never lead you to awareness or to connection with God. It can't. The body is also a product, a result of consciousness. So how can something that's still part of the dream have any cause in your life, make anything happen? No, it'll show up. When I'm stressed and worried, it shows up in my body. My shoulders are hunched over, my neck is tight, my stomach's flippy floppy. It shows up everywhere. My toes ache, you know. I start noticing cramps in my muscles and it's just a snowball effect of symptoms when I'm stressed out and worrying and doubting. And flip that around when I know who I am. And I'm in that wonderful feeling, this knowing that I create my reality, that I pull from consciousness, I pull from imagination, what I want to experience. I just select it, knowing that. That freedom shows up in my body. And sure, it might show up in my pineal gland. 
in, in other parts of my brain and, and my breathing is better and my, my posture is better. Everything about my body is better because of what I'm imagining. So it is very simple. Be like Thomas, the disciplined aspect of it. Deny what your senses tell you. Deny what your Facebook friends tell you. Don't accept it. You don't accept, you're somebody that's a staunch Republican. Any Anytime you hear a Democrat talking or you see a post from them, do you start doubting yourself and believe what they, like, well, maybe they're right. No, you, you don't accept it. You don't accept what they're saying. And on the flip side, you Democrats out there, you're a hardline Democrat, and then you see some, something a Republican does. It's contrary to what you believe, but then do you, you see what they say, then do you start thinking, well, maybe they're right. Maybe we do, we do need borders, uh, a wall around the country. You know, no. If you firmly believe in who you are as a Democrat, you don't accept what they think. You laugh it off. Some of you curse at them and post evil shit on Facebook about them. <laughs> but I'm talking about that feeling. You just don't accept it. That's the same feeling I'm talking about, the same denial. Deny, you, you know what's true for you. And if you know who you are and you're conscious of being healthy, you're conscious of being wealthy, just don't accept it. The same way you refuse to accept somebody on the opposing political side. That's not me. I don't accept that. And just go about your day being who you are. Experiencing the wonders of your imagination. All right, guys. Send me an email. I want to hear your stories. I love hearing your stories. Ask me some questions if you'd like or some suggestions. Uh, Cynthia wanted me, uh, asked me to talk about um, the shadow world, what the way Neville talks about. I'm not talking about shadow working, uh, but just the way Neville refers to the shadow world. So I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. But if you have a topic you want me to address, let me know. I'd love to talk about it. I love talking about this. I wake up wanting to talk about this. <laughs> Shoot me an email at feelingtwisty at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Feeling Twisty, and on Instagram. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty. <laughs>